to have you back, Christy. So bloody I thought good. you just forgot your name for us. Yeah, <laughs> just for a hot sec. I'm Jack, question mark, question I, mark, question I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Um, oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back it's here good to, to you guys. It's good to be back in Australia. Lol at us being like, yeah, as soon as we're back, we're going to record in person together, yay, and we still haven't. <laughs> I know. Been back for it two is weeks. hard. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the distance of the Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast and Europe and Gold Coast feels just as long. Yeah. <laughs> but at least now we like can record at normal but... times and we're not, it's not like quite as hard to schedule a remote recording when we're both at least yeah. in the same state. I was thinking today, I was like, this is probably my first podcast episode I've recorded without a glass of wine because it's yeah. only one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, it could do. could do a bit of wine. True, it is Friday. <laughs> TGIF. <laughs> Oh, God. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will. Today we're going to have just like a chitty chatty catch up because I feel like it's been a week since Christy's even been on it and there's just been so much change going on at the moment that we feel like it's worth talking about. It's having a little little chatty chatty catch up. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it is... um, it's that time time of the year as well for everyone. I feel like it's just the weird time. It's like there's Christmas mm-hmm. things out in the stores. Exactly. And it's like, I don't know who I am at the moment. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, but yeah, a lot. I feel like a lot has changed in like literally a week. Like you yeah. guys, I would have heard Jack's episode last week. Well, yeah, last week, which was amazing. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go back and listen to it. She does a very good job at explaining things without having to show you which I thought was cool it's like I'm a very visual person so to be able to listen to someone explain things and understand it like she did well definitely go back and listen if you need to learn that stuff um but yeah it is nice to be back I did have a surgery which I won't get into too much but I've it's nothing crazy but I've just been laying down with a hot water bottle for the last week and then before that I went to Hamilton Island for a couple of days with a girls trip. So I've been like out of work mode for, oh, I don't know, like a couple of weeks now. Um, and the last couple of days I've been trying to like force myself to get back into working again, which is, I'm sure you've done it, the same thing home back from Europe. It's so hard <laughs> to push like yourself back into it. That's all it takes is a couple of weeks just to feel mm. kind of out of the loop and like a little bit lost. I feel like I was almost even the opposite. Like I was gone for so long that I was Mm. just like tearing to get back into it. I was just like, let me go home, let me get started. So by the time I got back, I was like ready to go. But when you have that shorter time, it's like, oh, this is nice. Can we keep doing this? Literally, I think I was like in that weird stage of like, well, one surgery, like it's not like I'm on a holiday. I've literally just been frustrated because like I have to listen to my body. I have to Mm. lay down and like do all that stuff. But I'm like, I just want to be working or I just want to be resting. I don't want to be like wasting days literally in bed because it's just like, I'm not enjoying myself, but I'm not working. So it's like this weird limbo. Um, But then yeah, with Hamilton, I was only there for like three days. So I'm Mm. like, I just (laughs) feel like I'm in this weird realm at the moment of like, what am I doing? Um, But no, it's, it's good to be, 
talking to people. I feel like I've yeah. been laying in bed by myself. <laughs> I feel so like the long. bad weather, weather doesn't help with that either. Like when it's rainy and stuff. I know. And you just like completely yeah. feel lost and out of it. I know. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know, when you're creative and you just want to be out and chatting and talking to people and it's you're stuck inside and it's gloomy and you're mm. like, oh, what do I do with myself? <laughs> uh, oh. What about Actually, you? Actually, I life? haven't I have a little update. Oh. I'm do tell. I'm a bit less of a dinosaur now because I downloaded a culling software. I got mm. narrative. And okay. it has saved me so much freaking time already. I can't believe I didn't do this before. I don't know why mm. I, I thought all of them were like you dump the photos in and it like selects them for you. I don't know why yeah. I just had this image of like that's what it was, but it's not. It's like you dump it in. You can do that if you want, but you can also just – it's like a much faster method for you to scroll through and click like – you can give it the number ratings. Um, mm. And as you scroll down, it has another window. So it's like if it's a group photo of people, it will have a, a section to the right where it has everyone's face zoomed up so you can see in one snapshot – if everyone's in focus and it will actually tell you like it'll have a red mark if someone's eyes are closed or something so you can wow. like immediately in one second be able to tell less than a second if everyone's got their eyes open or not so you just like whiz through and I can color gallery in like 15 minutes now wow that's yeah. amazing yeah if it's Especially a wedding gallery it probably like take like half an hour photos. yeah Actually, I, I think crazy. I exaggerated on that episode. I don't take that many, but yeah, I do take. We're holding still. it to Jack is and the five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm trying to get better now, so I'm like forcing myself to only have one card in my camera, so that I'm mm-hmm. much more intentional about what I take. So I'm not just like, because I used to have the attitude yeah. of like, oh, I got another cam, I've not got another card in there, so it's fine. I can go over. It'll just like, you know, the excess will spill onto the other card. But now I'm just like mm. really trying to tone it down and it's working really well so I'm very very happy yeah yeah it's got to set those boundaries that's what I like doing as well it's like all right I'm going to try and limit myself to this one SD card on this shoot because at the end of the day I'm only going to post a few anyway so exactly what's the point what is the point Mm. um yeah any recommendations for this week Jack yes I do um as a lot of you know I'm a podcast addict so I have a few podcasts that I've been really loving the first one, um, it's from Deep Dive with Ali Abdal and he had Grace Beverly on. Um, so she was like a fitness inspo gal back in the day, mm. um, but turned like entrepreneur, very, just very smart, very, very smart woman, very business minded and um, like very insightful. So mm-hmm. that's a really good episode. Um on Deep Dive with Ali Abdal. And then a couple other ones I listened to was Gary V episode on the 3rd oh, of September. Gary V's like, get yep. the fuck up, yeah. do this. No, he's <laughs> awesome though. He's so good. Um, he just so, yells you aggressively. <laughs> but it's like such good stuff and it's so to the point and he's he's on the mark yeah. like so often. So it's, That's true. Yeah, just some of the insights in that episode were just really, really great. Um, and then the other one that I loved was the six figure creative episode 216. Um, just talking about when you're at that stage of your business where you've got a bottleneck, figuring out, um, what that bottleneck is, how to fix it and 
yeah, I just really enjoyed those podcasts. So would recommend. Nice. How about you? Would recommend. Um, well, if we're talking about podcasts, I'd recommend Just Shoot Me Podcast. Um, there we go. If you guys do remember, Tanya Mitchell, our first and only guest so far on our podcast, <laughs> has started her own with a fellow videographer, Jason. Um, so they've, I think, only uploaded one podcast so far, yeah. one episode, and it's really good. So definitely go check that out. We love her, and I feel like it's going to be really fun um, yes, to listen along to I'm that as well. I'm very excited. Give them a nice, yeah. a nice little five star, especially when the podcasts are that new. It makes such mm. a big difference to just have a rating and a review early on, um, so they can get in front of more eyes. So yeah, I'm sure they and we would yeah, really 100%. appreciate that. And you guys are cool, so you'll do that. We know. Yeah, <laughs> we know you guys will do it. Uh, my other, my other recommendation for this week is a hot water bottle because. It gets me through. <laughs> and I'm sure if you're a female, it'll get you through as well. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> yeah. So I love using my... the wheat packs. I find them nice and but, cozy and like they have the lavender definitely... smell. Ooh, that's probably safer. Actually, mm. I get like every time I pour a hot water bottle, I have like intense fear the whole oh, time I'm pouring it. Like, I'm going to pour it on myself. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> my, my best friend did do that and she had to get um like hectic like skin grafts and had to go to hospital like third degree burns yeah like all over her body from a hot water bottle Mm. and I told myself I would stop using them after that but I still do them so like now every time I pour it I'm like shaking like do not spill it on yourself (laughs) you will die (laughs) (laughs) oh no but yeah Mm. love that Mm. love that so so (laughs) I feel like there's 1,000 things to update you on after my trip. Like, it was just, I feel like the, the few, even months leading up to it. So I, I like, I hired my coach, I think nearly start of the year or maybe somewhere around March. So the few months leading up until my trip were like, felt like chaotic, busy, trying to improve every little thing. It was just like, I was doing the most. I was doing everything and I've now realized that I was doing everything not to my best ability when I should have been mm-hmm. doing a few things really well. So it was just such a good like reality check for me and being able to step back and look at my business as a whole and see, you know, where I was falling short, where I needed improving because I noticed that I wasn't maybe booking the exact clients I wanted or like, you know, as many of those perfect clients as I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I immediately came down to, oh, my work's not good enough. I have to improve my shooting and all of this. When in reality, that's really not where the improvement is done. The improvement is all done in, you know, your, your client experience and how you deal with the day to days, how you treat your clients, all of that kind of thing. Um, so I've now been really focused on improving my systems, um, to try and support all of that. And of course you want to improve your shooting as well, but that will come naturally with, um, you know, the more, the more you shoot and the more different things you try and adjust and learn Mm. and grow. Um, but getting those ideal clients is really all in the kind of back end. So I've been really, really focused on that lately and I'm, I'm starting to see some, great results and I've come back with like a 700 item list to-do list of things to do 
um, it's and not instead even exaggerated, of I'm sure. instead of trying yeah instead of trying to do them all I'm just trying to like see what's important and and break it down from those kind of subheadings so yeah it's like I feel like it's a pivotal moment for me it's really exciting and mm. um, I mean I'm sure I, I spoke about this while I was away like sometimes I was just a bit lost with like you know thinking I wasn't doing good enough and these kinds of things um, and really taking control of your day-to-day and uh, your systems and everything will help you feel more in control of what you're doing and if you feel like you're in control then you'll feel so much more empowered and um, yeah it's just a a recipe for success so I'm very excited um, about a lot Mm. of things that I'm working on at the moment. Yeah that's really interesting because like like you said before that you were doing a lot but you feel like you weren't doing your best at them um any of what them, sort of yeah. things well at any of them what sort of things do you think that you're going to change like effective immediately because obviously you do a lot like you yeah um say in education and you've like you've got lots of things happening yeah um like how do you think you can cut down that like, will you cut any out or will you just reduce yeah. the time so, you spend on those I think for now the vlogs will be no more the YouTube yeah. is kind of been put on a temporary hold and if mm-hmm. I do return to YouTube, it'll be at a point where I have a VA or an assistant to help with other things to take those off my hand, which I'm also um, speaking to someone to at the moment, which is very exciting. Um, cool. But other than that, I've broken down my days into specific tasks. So within each week, within each month, I know exactly what I'm doing and when. So for example... Mondays are my TikTok and real creation days. So that's when I really sit down and brainstorm um, what I want to be putting out in in my marketing that week. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, my focus at the moment is probably 80% on TikTok and Instagram. I'm kind of just repurposing things and planning ahead just what what kind of fits. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Any podcast things that need to be done, obviously the we post our little sound bites the day before and on the day of the release. So that's what Monday kind of entails for me. Um, and then Tuesday I've got open for afternoon shoots. In the mornings I do two gym sessions. <laughs> sound like such a loser. I need Standard. to go to the gym. But that's like what? that's majorly <laughs> me time, you know. Like people yeah. people have their things that they need to do within the week, and for me. I need to show up to the gym like I just need to and it's it's not only like a health thing it's like I like you're the sum of the five people you're around the most and I'm Mm. extremely lucky that at my gym I have incredible people around me who motivate me and support me and you know have their own businesses and have their own things going on so we have this awesome routine where we go to the gym at 5 30 we go and have a coffee and we talk about like life how things going in in business what are you investing in like all of these conversations that really stimulate and and you know help you grow so that's something I don't want to compromise anymore I don't want to book a shoot on a Tuesday morning when I get so much enjoyment and fulfillment and honestly some of my best ideas out of those times so that's one thing that's really important for me and then Wednesdays open to, you know, full day shoots. Um, Thursdays I've got, we've got two different Volando meetings on that day. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's also my day where I import all of my invoices into Zero and 
sort through that. Um, I've got a bookkeeper that deals with the reconciling, but I just have to, you know, add notes and things so she knows what's what and make sure the receipts are in there so she can match it all up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Fridays are my Volando work days. So anything that needs to be done, whether that's shoots, whether that's meeting with the creative team, that kind of things, that's all going to be dedicated to that. And then Saturday, Sunday, well, Friday, if I don't have weddings, um, then it'll be Volando. If I do, obviously, I need to do the wedding. (laughs) And then Saturday, Sunday, uh, if I don't have weddings, then they'll also be off. So, um, and then Sunday, Mondays are the only days that I do consults now. Because I used to kind of just have, I used to, for the two weeks ahead um, in my CRM platform, go in and schedule the times for the next two weeks that I would have free. Whereas now I just have a set amount of time on Monday and Sunday. So that kind of suits um, ideally most people. If some people work like a normal nine to five, then they can't show up on on a weekday when I'm available. So I've got the Sunday there. Um, And then other than that, I'm just off. So that just gives me my me time that I need in the mornings. That gives me the day off on Sunday if I don't have a wedding. Um, And it just allows me so much more time to a get the things done that I need to get done because before I was kind of just filling in things when I had the time rather than actually making the time for them Mm. um and I just feel so much more in control of my business and what's going on um so that's really really exciting and I'm happy yeah wow so you like keep Wednesdays open for shooting Tuesday afternoon Wednesday all day and then Friday, Saturday for weddings. Yeah. Right. So and then when I'm, do you find the time to edit those? Like um, where do you schedule be, that in? Like Mondays, I don't need to do TikToks all bloody day, you know. <laughs> so yeah. the, the office days, like the, the Mondays and the um, Thursdays, once I get those meetings, consults and those tasks done, that's when I can edit. But honestly, editing is like the thing that takes the least time in my business for me. It's all the other things um, – developing that take the most amount of time so um Mm. yeah yeah I feel like that's like hearing you say that's almost like a shift and like I feel like you're definitely an artist but I think first and foremost you're a businesswoman and I think (laughs) for me the editing is what takes a lot of time yeah um but I think you're so like driven and you're just like more of a business woman. And I think that's like, do you ever take the time out to create art or do do you look at it more of like a So that's like another thing business? now that I've, cause I'm capping myself too. So I worked back based on my pricings, mm-hmm. um, how much my wedding package are, packages are on average and how much my commercial and personal branding packages are on average. And then thought about how much I want to make in the year and mm-hmm came down to I want to have you know two to four weddings a month plus maybe one other job per week so that allows me so much more time um Mm. and because I'm not doing any more you know I used to give like oh you know what's your budget I can work with you no not anymore it's like my rates are my rates so I know what I'm making week by week yeah um and then within that time I've got so much more time now to do those creative things so I'm actually I got a bit excited and I'm planning, I started planning six creative shoots and then I heard my mind being, <laughs> again, being like, do less things, do them better. So yeah. now I'm I'm back to two. I'm going to start with those, one wedding and one um, kind of fashion shoot and mm-hmm. 
um, the fashion shoots, they're going to eventually make way to be different print series. Um, so yeah, it's, it's allowing time for that as well. So I feel like giving yourself a lot of structure in your business as a creative gives you the, the ability to be free and loose and wild in your creative zone when that time comes. So as long yeah. as you have that structure in some form, then, you know, you can do whatever you want creatively and the structure will still follow you through and, and keep you on the mark. Mm. And how do you find um, the easiest ways to keep on track and like not getting distracted? Because I know for me, like I'm very easily distracted. I'm sure a lot of people are very easily distracted. Um, um, but it seems like you're just like, nah, Mondays is this day. And I don't Tuesdays think is this I have day. that problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have I'm... any tips for like, do you time block? Because I found that time blocking is helpful when I have tried it. No? No, I like, I just, I love what I do so much. I find if, if you're finding that you have, oh, sorry, I just burped. If you're finding that you have <laughs> tasks that you like, you're not enjoying doing and you're having to set all these parameters just to get it done, maybe outsource that thing because it's going to be something that constantly you don't like to do. So I'm the, the girl that I'm, I'm speaking to about possibly um, helping me out will be um, potentially actually doing the podcast editing, um, the sound bites, dealing with my CRM. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm done editing a gallery for a wedding, she can organize that into different um, sub galleries and send them directly to each vendor just as a thank you because a lot of vendors like never see those photos um, and just things like that that um, are really good um, client and vendor relationship things but you like you just might not have the time to do all of these things um, she can kind of pick up the slack and let me be more creative and do the things that I actually love to do yeah yeah, that's very that's um very inspiring to see how business driven you are because Thanks. yeah, I find myself <laughs> I'm just always like, what can I do to be creative or what like what yeah. can I plan that's getting lots of people involved and trying to like mm. sort of make art projects more rather than like business. So I think it is I found like would think a lot of creatives would find that hard is making the switch to like all right, I love this so much. Like, obviously we all love it or we wouldn't do it, but like, how can we make this a profitable mm. business um, and have those systems in place? Because a lot of the time creatives are not very, like, this is very generalization, but they're not very um, organized people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to a lot of them. So it is hard to have that like admin aspect and yeah. do well at it because that's definitely something that I do not do well at. Thanks. But I mean, it's something yeah. that like, you learn and grow with as well. Like I've been working on these wedding documents, like my, so at different parts of the wedding process, I'll send different documents relating to information that they'll need at that specific time. So um, I've been working on these for a good six months. Like yeah. this, this whole client experience and everything isn't a one and done. It's a constantly moving target and that's totally fine. You don't need to wait until something's perfect. You just need to, do your best at that time, keep updating, keep sifting through and like no one's ever done. Even the the person with the best client experience in photography ever is never like, okay, sweet, I'm done now. I can step back Mm. and just chill out because everything's perfect. They're constantly looking for things to improve, different ways to do things, ways to save time. So it's just 
I find so much beauty and excitement in that whole entire process of constantly improving yourself and and questioning every single part of the process so that at the end of the day it can be as best it can be right now and mm. you know allowing yourself to have the time to work on those things even more so that maybe in 2 months it can be even better like I used to have the the mindset of someone maybe inquired hey are you free next Tuesday and I look at my calendar and I'm like I've got nothing scheduled on Tuesday I'm free I may as well make 500 bucks but now I know that what I'm making using that time to develop my business is going to be way more beneficial than taking that 500 bucks and losing the time that I would have spent working on my back end yeah so it's just I think that's definitely yeah and I think you're like obviously worked hard for that but I think for a lot of people that might not be an option for them like um Mm. I think a lot of the time there's so many creatives doing it and trying to like get to that place of saying no Mm. is a luxury um yeah so but you know but that's not to say like everyone has downtime where they've not downtime but like time where they've got a quiet week or something like that so I think instead of but that's the time you need that's the time you need to thrive and I would I would say to those people who are worried have the fear of you know what's coming next I would say there's something drastic missing in your business and you should have a real good look and figure out what it is because I'm going to go and make an assumption that you're not spending a lot of time looking at these work workflows and systems and everything you're doing. Um, I would say you're probably just shooting, editing, maybe doing a bit of marketing, but you're really not looking at these systems, which is the absolute key. Like someone mm. will, will hire you any day over the experience they had with you and over someone that they maybe got better photos from, but they were shit with their communication on emails. They like were late delivering images, you know, but the experience that they get is the most important thing. And if they just vibe with you as a person, if they really like you, they get along with you and you just every step of the way delivered exactly what they needed to hear and when, then they're going to book you any day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So that's my feel, epiphany yeah. over while I've been away. That's, <laughs> that's Jack's like yeah. new world. And she's just like, all right, more chores, yeah. but less chores at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. your background before? Like, were you always an organized person? Like, what were you doing um, before photography? I, <laughs> I was in, um, I have a Bachelor of Kinesiology Health Sciences. So, I did that in the States and the plan was I was initially going to go into um, like sports science, um, physiology, that kind of thing in the States. And then I decided to come back home and go into pre-med because um, it's it's different over the States and here and I I would have to start again. So I was actually saving up for that when I decided to go down the photography route instead. So I've definitely not like I was, I was a terrible student, terrible, terrible student. Um, and I didn't really care. I didn't really study. Um, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't smart, but I just didn't, didn't really care. And, um, it was actually only in my senior year of college that I understood how I liked to learn. Um, and we had, I mean, we had so many lectures that I would just like struggle to comprehend. And then we had an anatomy class where we actually dissected bodies, cadavers. And I was like, 
flying through that class. I was like helping other people study and, you know, mm. completely aced it because I had that visual aspect, that hands-on. Um, so now that I know how I like to learn and I know how to ingest the information so that it actually sticks, um, then it just pretty much comes easily to me. Yeah. Well, I think having that background definitely would have helped then. Like you obviously got a big I brain I actually on think, <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing that's helped me in business is being a tennis player and dealing with failure. Like I, mm. the amount of rejection and failure I've dealt with in my life is like incredible and not on mm. like little scale, like, oh, you got dumped, you know? I mean, yes, that happened yeah. a lot, but <laughs> more so like, you know, I've spoke about this in our first episode, but, you know, going to a new country at 18 and mm. not knowing anyone and being told by everyone around you that you're not good enough, you shouldn't be here, you should leave and being able to just cope with that and actually having that chip on your shoulder to be like, nah, fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong, then that's it's just fueling the fire, you know. If you, if you can use a chip on your shoulder, if you can use a you know, a grudge or something as fuel, then you're going to go places because there's yeah. there's nothing better than that to fuel you to to go and go and go. Yeah, I think that's so important is being able to pivot those feelings and like instead of victimizing yourself, being able to be like, okay, I can like, no one else is going to feel what I'm feeling right now. Like I have yeah. to change it or like they're going to move on with their day and they don't care if they've rejected me or whatever it's done mm-hmm. to me. Like you need to turn that into a positive and which is exactly what you have done, yeah. which is cool. I didn't even really think about yeah, the tennis yeah. aspect that would have, the training itself would have been like yeah, really built intense. you as a person in your business. Like, And I just have no fear of failure, you know, like mm. what's the worst that can happen? Someone's going to say no and you're going to fail at something and you're right back where you started. Like as long as you're a good person and you like, you don't fail by stepping on someone's toes, like if you just don't execute something, then I don't see the big deal in something, you know, it's it, just give it a go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's like, stop giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. I think people want to have all like the steps in place. Yeah. Before they even stop waiting until you're ready. Like... You will never be ready. Just dive in, make it up as you go along. That's literally what everyone does. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't live in your comfort zone because it's boring. Yep. Boring. Yep. Um, one more, well, one of the last things I have for you, Jack. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask about Philando because you've mentioned a couple times. I don't think um, people understand what that is. It's a tequila yeah. company, correct? <laughs> it is tequila, yes. So it's the yeah, only so- fully Australian owned, well, not fully anymore, actually. We are just working on a lot of things that I actually can't really talk about so that's kind of annoying but um, basically focusing on the US market now uh, which is a bit of a shift for us so we're in kind of this um, holding phase at the moment we're we're waiting for um, we've got some new partners in the states who have uh, like not not really a say in what's going on but we just want to completely make sure everyone's on the right page and and how we're going to launch and what our marketing plan is going to be and everything and then it's going to be all go 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 from there so um, technically I'm the content manager so I mm-hmm. work with um, Alex who I've shot with before you've probably seen her on my page a bit um, she is the 
kind of creative director. So we work together and plan all of the content for Volando. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. So I'm like officially part of the company, part owner, which is very, 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 very exciting. I love it so much. I'm really excited for where it's going and um, starting from, you know, whenever we get this directional plan going, I'm going to have a lot more of my focus going into that as well. Hmm. I feel like that could be a whole other episode on itself because mm-hmm. I have so many questions yeah. about this whole thing. Like, <laughs> Were you a part of it from the beginning or did they contract no. you on? Like, are you so a, I yeah. did a... I was doing some photos for the behind the scenes of a music video that they were sponsoring in start of 2020 and they launched at the very end of 2019, which is, you know, perfect timing, COVID. Mm. Um, so after they got the images, I, you know, emailed them. I said, hey, you're like, you're welcome to use any of these with some of their product in it. And um, they called a meeting with me in person and said, actually, we want you to take over the socials. Um, so I said, yep, I shot for them a few more times directly. I was managing their socials and it wasn't long before they asked me if I wanted to officially become a part of the team. So that was a pretty epic moment. That's amazing. And do they like on terms of, cause obviously you still run your own business, you're not solely working for them. Mm. Um, so you work a couple of days a week. Is it just like you kind of put the own, your own hours on as long as you get the job done? Well, sort that's of thing? the great or thing. It's salary. Um, it's like a bunch of different people, um, Australians who are, you know, part of the company and everyone has their own other thing going on. We're all kind of entrepreneurs in different ways and have our own other jobs. Mm. So they're not, you know, super strict about days and times and everything. It's just, show up do your work and um have a good time and yeah it's just like a it's a super positive happy friendly you know environment and um yeah it's just super fun really yeah I feel like it's definitely a fun industry to be in the alcohol world it's yeah um my partner and well my partner makes a bit of moonshine bit of gin on the side so that's like one of our long-term goals is Mm. definitely to like got the business plants like just need the funding but we actually discussed recently doing tequila as well right Um, because there's not many on the market in australia Mm. because of the i forget what it's called the ingredient that i've got a mind blank the ingredient that goes into it is hard to get yes well you can't call it tequila unless it's made in mexico exactly Mm. yeah well that too but gotta have all of your the farming the distributors and everything over there yep and just import it but it's, it's tough. Exactly. Yeah, it's tough in Australia. Especially like we, we haven't yeah. grown up with such a history of tequila. So, I mean, in the States, it's everywhere because they're so close to Mexico. There's like a rich history mm. in it and they have the palate for it. Whereas Australians like don't tend to drift to it as much yet because it's mm. um, on the scale of things quite new to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there's just there's the so next, many in the US. The next crazy. thing though. Yeah, I'd say it's the next big thing in mm. um, Australia is tequila, though. That's why we want to get onto it. But it's that getting that agave plant mm. is so tricky. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, nice. And one more thing. We'll do it in a whole other episode on that because I actually want to ask you a lot of questions <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> um, but your destination weddings, I've seen you've been posting a little bit about getting more of those. What's, yeah. what's an update on that? So, I mean, the weddings initially were like a kind of – side thing for me I thought it was exciting um I was kind of scared Mm. at first because obviously it's such an important day for these people um and I was like 
you know, oh, what if something goes wrong? But classic me, I was just like, oh, I'm going to book my first wedding without ever having second shot for anyone, without, you know, ever attending many weddings, you know, like nothing really. I was just mm. like, I'm just going to do it. So I booked a 10-hour wedding and absolutely nailed it. And from nice. then on, I was like, well, what's the big deal? This is easy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I actually like, I had so much fun. So, so much fun. Like, I don't think I stopped smiling the entire time. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like all of these things aligning for me. It's like, creatively, I really enjoy it. Um, I find it very, very fun. It's like an environment where everyone's happy. Everyone's there to have a good time. And it's such an important day for most of those people that the vibes are always really high. Um so that's really a nice environment to be around um, as long as you're not doing too many of them. <laughs> that's why I want to keep it, you know, limited. Yeah, cap it. Yeah. yeah. And then doing all that with like such a high ticket item, it's like, you know, kind of the best of everything for me. So um, I'm focusing a lot more on the weddings in the coming years. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I did one of the ones in Italy. So I just want to use that as marketing and everything to start advertising some more over there because obviously to advertise weddings in locations you need photos so yeah you know the best thing you can do is reach out to people or if you know people that have a destination wedding um try and get in with them and do theirs and then you have the material to um advertise or you can just set up you know if you're traveling somewhere you can do a setup shoot and then advertise there um, but yeah, that's mm. that's going to be a really big main focus for me going forward because I just bloody love it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not for everyone, but for some people it's like their yeah. bread and butter. Yeah. Which is you, obviously. Like <laughs> so it. have you booked a destination wedding or um, still in the works? I've sent out the deposits and I'm hoping and praying. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just wait- I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear because I've had quite a few inquiries but uh, the weddings it's just something you know everyone shops around so it's exactly whereas you know with the personal branding and stuff if someone's reaching out to me I know probably 80% chance they're gonna book me um Mm. but with the weddings you're probably more like 40 50 maybe yeah there's so many Yeah. yeah even lower than that like I the 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 greater market that you reach um then I think the lower your conversion is going to get just by a way of numbers. So I used to get like, I used to book about 80% of the inquiries that I got, but now because I'm reaching so many more people, there's like duplicate dates, dates I can't do. Um, mm. you, you're not going to be in the budget for as many people. So you're just going to get more no's and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a call with everyone as well to make sure that I want to take them on because if we don't vibe, it's going to be a terrible day. Like if they don't yeah, like exactly. my sense of humor, if they don't like my personality, they're not going to have a genuine reaction for me to capture. They're going to be annoyed by me and I don't want that either. So yeah, I always mm. have a call to make sure we're both a good fit both ways um, and making sure I'm getting, you know, those ideal clients. Yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully you can mm. book some of those. Yeah, hopefully. Nice to travel with the weddings. That'd be very fun. Was the European one, was that something you took on? Um, was that a friend of yours? Like, did you do it for free just so you can get like marketing purposes or was it so like a it was you... it was friends um, and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't for free. It was reduced rates, um, but completely beneficial for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's exactly having that European wedding photos. Yeah. You can just advertise the shit out of exactly. them. Exactly. And I, 
I mean, I again, as I said earlier, like those few months leading up to my trip were just so chaotic. By the time I got there, I was like, did not want to do a thing and would not have had time mm. to plan any kind of styled shoot. But the next time I go over, I am a 100% planning like an epic styled shoot, maybe in mm. Greece, maybe in France, just something that I can get more controlled images over um, and, you know, have more material to market with. Yeah, that's definitely a goal of mine next year as well, depending on where I'm at with my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to make a like do a European summer, but like make it a work thing because mm-hmm. it's so easy. Not easy, it is hard, but like to, um, I guess, branch out and try and get those clients to send you some clothes to shoot their campaigns mm-hmm. over in Europe. Because like who doesn't want to get a campaign shot in Europe? Yeah, right? exactly. Like, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so fingers crossed I get there that yeah. that get there next year because that would be freaking epic. I haven't been, so I'd like to go. Mm. Well, this episode turned from a chit chat to like questions about me. So next episode we're gonna do <laughs> questions for Christy. So I know we did wow. the intro and we said it was gonna be a general chit chat. It kind of escalated, so we're gonna play off that, and next <laughs> so episode will be all about Christy. <laughs> Amazing. (laughs) Anything else? No, I'll I'll stop asking. (laughs) Alright. I'll I'll stop asking all the questions. Alright. Well, next week we will talk to you about myself, which I'm sure you guys can't wait for. I'm so excited. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And yeah if you haven't yet please pretty please give us a nice review again it just helps so much um sorry for being annoying uh we love you so much and i can't wait to record in person oh my freaking god hopefully soon or we've talked about end of september yeah next week next week we're booked in end of september so we know it's coming (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks guys we love Thank you. you. We gotta work on these outros. <laughs> <I> <laughs> love <know>. ya. <laughs> okay, bye.